Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Hi, Travis. Thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm excited to talk about your book, Think Differently. But before we start on your book, tell us a little bit about you and your expertise. Yeah, th- thanks, Jody. Thanks for having me on, on the show. Um, so, so I, I'm Travis Scott. I am now, as of this week, the CEO and, and principal consultant at Rainier Digital, um, and I'm based in, in Spokane, Washington, uh, but originally from the Midwest. And and uh, you probably can't see it because it's audio only, but I am wearing my Reds shirt for for Jody. Uh, one thing we definitely have in common, as well as being Mellencamp fans. And I uh, really focus on on um, the HubSpot platform uh, and inbound marketing and performance marketing and and performance marketing being paid search, Google ads, uh, paid social, things like that. And then inbound being attracting prospects and leads through various means, whether it is paid paid search and paid social or uh, blogging and, and content and SEO, and then nurturing them through the process through automation and email and, and all the various touch points. So that's what I focus on uh, and, and specifically with the implementation of, of HubSpot and utilizing that platform. Great. Yes. Yeah, so we have Cincinnati in common as far as you're a fan of some of the sports teams and used to live in my you know favorite state, Indiana, where I'm originally from. Um, and we've gotten to talk a lot through the last couple of years. And something I've gotten to hear has been your author story and how you decided to write the book, which I find a, find very fascinating, kind of your process and what you did. So tell me, you know, why did you decide to become an author and why did you write your book? Yeah, uh, great question. And so I, I'd been thinking about writing a book for a, a couple of years. Uh, it's something that prior to that, I never thought I would do. Just never thought of myself as a writer or an author just didn't classify classify myself as that and and then started to think about it more and and became more involved in Seth Godin's Akimbo workshops and he's a prolific author and writer and started to bump into more people who had, had written books and it made me more curious and then you know became something that I wanted to do and I felt like I finally had a story to tell and and a story based on writing I had been doing for almost 2 years prior to that about careers and and marketing yourself in your career and, and that going into it that's what I was going to write about uh, but it's not what I ended up writing about and the reason being is, is so I, I signed up for a, another akimbo workshop and it was the first of its kind called writing in community where a lot of people who wanted to write a book would got together in this workshop and it was very feedback oriented where we would write every day and we we developed a, kind of a network within the, the workshop of people uh, who would read what we wrote each day, provide feedback, help us see some blind spots, uncover some things. And and I ended up uh, bumping into someone who, so my book is about recruitment marketing. And I ended up bumping into someone who was writing a book about employer branding. And so we became friends through the, the workshop and really worked together closely on each other's books, providing feedback and, and introducing each other. He introduced me to a lot more people than I introduced him to, but um, it was it was great. And, you know, I, I got into the workshop and started writing about my original topic. And I thought, you know what, my first book probably isn't going to be great. And so I don't really want to use this opportunity on that book. What, what else can I write about? And since leaving recruitment, 
uh, around 2014 and moving into marketing full time. It seems to be about the time recruitment marketing started to to kind of show up and and become talked about and become a thing. And I've always been curious about it. What what is it? Is it actually marketing? And with my experience in recruitment and marketing, is there an opportunity for me to to use that kind of rare experience and and provide value to people in that space? And when I was in recruitment, I always saw a huge glaring opportunity that was unfulfilled in the middle of the funnel. Basically, what do you do with the people who are interested but not ready to make a, a move yet? And what do you do with the people who were runners up in the interview process? Great candidates, you probably would hire them if you had two openings instead of one. How do you stay in touch with those people uh, instead of just the hamster wheel that recruiters and talent acquisition go through of we get a new rec, which was just like the old rec in the previously 20 that we were working on, but we start from scratch and just go source and and it's just so labor intensive and time intensive when there's people out there who are interested that if we develop a middle of the funnel system of nurturing like most marketing organizations do with their leads, uh, top of funnel leads, I, I just felt like there's a huge opportunity to to leverage that. And I wanted to use this book to explore that hypothesis you know, is there an appetite for that? Is it is it really an opportunity? Um, so that's really how how I came to write that book, Think Differently, and 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 that's why it's titled Think Differently because I I think that talent acquisition organizations really need to think differently about how they recruit and hire and and the long term prospects of it, not just the reactive get a rec start sourcing from scratch type of mentality that exists today. So gotten to read your book. I'm part of the recruiting world. So that's my, you know, <laughs> kind of background and expertise. And I got a lot of different takeaways from the book, but I would love for you to maybe give us two or three takeaways that you think a recruiter or, or company should be really focused on moving forward that they can get from your book. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is that recruiters shouldn't be turned into marketers. In effect, they're salespeople. I know they don't like to hear that usually, but I've been in sales, I've been in recruiting and I've been in marketing and recruiters are a lot more closely aligned with the day-to-day workflows and activities of salespeople than they are with marketing, right? I think there is a need for an actual dedicated marketing function within talent acquisition to manage that middle of the funnel, to grow it, to nurture, to manage it because it's a full-time job and and recruiters need to hunt and, and a marketing function needs to farm. And I think that's the first thing Secondly, you know, there's there's a whole other piece of an employer brand, which I think is different. I, I think recruitment marketing is the all-encompassing thing, and employer brand fits under it, um, just as brand fits under marketing at most companies. But what I found in, in my research and talking with people is there's such a huge focus on social media, which can be great for top of funnel, but the, the organic reach is so minimal now, and it's a pay-to-play, uh, meaning you have to promote posts and advertise to, to get the reach that you really need to scale and, and get that awareness built up, that your message isn't being seen by everyone. Even the people who have raised their hand and said they want to hear from you, they're not seeing it. And that's where email is still the king of marketing channels, where if they raise their hand, they'll, they'll see it because you're sending it to their inbox. And, and I think using social as more of an awareness tool to then feed into the email marketing and developing that middle of funnel email marketing capability and nurturing capability. Again, with that new recruitment marketing program that you've just built, I, I think that's, I think if you can do those two things, you'll be uh, leaps and bounds ahead of competitors. 
That's actually my biggest takeaway from your book and something I have really been focused on with my business is really looking at utilizing my email list, using social media as a way to add to my email list so that I am targeting the audience I want in a way that they actually, they do see it. And that's something as an author I've I heard constantly was you can put it on social media, but not everyone sees it and how you put it on social media can impact if they see it. And there's just so much around the the rules of social media that if you have the email, that's where you need to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Owned audience versus rented audience, right? Um, and I've seen, uh, since I've written the book and I'm, I'm more aware of it now, I've actually seen a couple of people who have done a great job on LinkedIn of, a lot of times they'll repurpose their content on LinkedIn into a newsletter. And at the end of their LinkedIn content, they'll mention, hey, if you liked this and you don't want to leave it up to an algorithm to, to see it, subscribe to our newsletter and, and you'll get it in your inbox. And I think that's a very effective way of capturing that and owning that that audience. Because yeah, otherwise you're just playing a game with an algorithm that only the people who designed it understand how it really works. It's just guessing. And uh, and yeah, I just don't think you can, can pin all of your hopes on that being your main distribution and, and awareness platform. Uh, and engage, especially engagement, definitely not an engagement platform. So when you were writing this book, did you have kind of an ideal reader that you were writing to or, or who do you feel like really benefits from reading the book? Yeah. And that's actually something that I kind of struggled with as I was writing it, because I think as you're writing a book or a blog post or an email uh, newsletter, if you can create a persona of your ideal reader, and have that person in your mind. And as you write, you're writing to that person. Um, and I think Tim Ferriss did that with uh, four, four Hour Work Week, where he only, he wrote it from what I've heard, uh, I could be off on this, but I, I, I think he wrote that for a friend who really needed to hear that message, right? And so the whole time he was writing it, he was writing it to that person. And it ended up being that there's a lot of people who are like that person, right? And needed to hear that and wanted to hear that. And so, I kept trying to get to that point and I couldn't really nail it down. And I think the reason is because it, it actually could be for a lot of people. So this book is really good for recruitment, marketing, employer brand teams of one or small teams and, and people who have moved from recruitment into that space that don't have the background in marketing. Um, but I think it's also for people who are just getting into marketing because a lot of the concepts that I talk about apply across the board. And a lot of them are inbound marketing concepts that can be used across different industries, different markets. So it's, it's really, that's why I had a hard time. Who is this really for? Um, who am I writing it for? Um, and I think it's really basically for anybody, I guess the, the main audience is anybody who's just getting started in marketing of some capacity and wants to know more than what's on the surface about inbound, especially in, in middle of the funnel nurturing. One thing that I've done in the past is I've been on career panels for marketing associations. And I always at the end say, if you have not thought about recruitment marketing, you need to think about it because it is one avenue as a marketer that you could really excel. And that it is a kind of an up and coming area that is needed. And, and a lot of, like you said, a lot of companies will use a recruiter. And I also think it's a great way for a recruiter to you know, reskill and, and learn a new piece of the business. So I, like you said, I, I would agree. It's definitely for someone 
who's looking maybe to get into recruitment marketing, marketing, or even recruiting and just understanding that piece of the pie. Yeah, and I would say that someone moving from recruitment into recruitment marketing, there's going to be a, a learning curve about the marketing piece of it. But marketing to people about open roles in their career is a different ballgame than marketing to someone about a product or a service or a SaaS platform that you're selling. Copy is different. The, the psychographics are different. It's, it's, it's just different. And so, so it's really hard to, and, and this is from the people I talked to, as I was interviewing people for, for my book is I talked to people who were marketers were moved into a recruitment marketing role and people who were recruiters moved into a recruitment marketing role. And it's challenging for both. There's a learning curve. I think whenever you go into recruiting as a director, I used to have to decide on a recruiter. Do I hire someone who knows the business and train them on the recruiting or vice versa? And I think what needs to happen is they need to get a recruiter and a marketer and have them sit in a room together and they do it together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they'll learn from each other. And it would be probably a great way for a company to excel in that mm -hmm. recruiting marketing is taking someone with both expertise and, and letting them partner up. Yeah. I, I love this topic. It's something that I've, I've been learning for 20 plus years because, you know, back in the day, all we did was put an ad in the paper and have people sent you a resume. And, and now <laughs> all the different ways that we can use marketing strategies in recruitment can really just help an organization with finding the right talent and not mm -hmm. just any talent, which I think is is really key for today and, and for the future. And, and yeah, I mean, I think um, speaking of, of that, that's how we met is I jumped into one of those one of those Zoom uh, workshops that you were on. And that's how we met. And uh, we started sidebarring about because um, I'm in Spokane and you could see the Bengals helmet, that helmet that was behind me in my other office. And, and I was just, I wanted to, uh, that was part of my research for my book. I wanted to hear what are the questions people are asking about this topic, because it was about recruitment marketing and uh, what what's being, you know, how is it being presented? And and so that, that was all part of, part of the research that I was doing. I wanted to be a fly on the wall and just see what are these exchanges like, you know? And, and yeah, it just so happened to be Cincinnati and and I met a lot of people through that, and I've since changed my AMA, my AMA uh, to the AMA Cincinnati instead of Seattle because I know more people now there than I do in Seattle, four hours away. And you talked a little bit about like what I think is definitely good advice for someone who's wanting to write a book, and that is the research, getting the perspective of your potential readers, or just getting more knowledge about the subject. But is there any other advice that you would give to a new author? Yeah, and I, th I think it's probably one of the things that I didn't do and I wish I would have done more of but you know when you're just starting it you, you don't really know you know you don't know what you don't know right and, and I started to see it more as you do things it makes you more aware and as I was writing a book as I as I was reading books as I was writing I started to see things differently and I could see how how the writers were thinking how they organized the book how they inserted different things I interviewed a ton of people, but I didn't add enough anecdotes. And I wish I would have added more stories and anecdotes to back up what I was talking about. And I think that's something that in, in, an, in another book, I will really focus on interviews around specific case studies or use cases and really find out their story and use it as an anecdote Storytelling is so important. Being able to paint that picture, I agree 100%. That was something I was always trying to do with each of my chapters. 
was, do I have a story that I can tell? And if I can't, what's a case study? Who's someone I can talk to? So I could get a story around the topic so that someone could really kind of understand it and see it in real life versus just what, you know, we're talking about in the chapter. The reason we're here was to get to know you, to learn about your book. And now I want the audience to be able to know where can they buy your book and how can they connect with you? Yeah, yeah. The book is on Amazon. It's available in Kindle uh, and in paperback. You can also find it on my website. Um, there's a, I offer a free PDF download. It's on uh, rainierdigital.com. And that's R-A-I-N-I-E-R, digital. Get it there or Amazon. And then you can find me on LinkedIn, Travis, Travis L. Scott. I will add all that to the podcast notes. Travis, always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for being a part of the Booksmart Business Podcast. Yeah, you bet. Always look forward to, to talking with you as well. I appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to the Booksmarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.